I just want to share with you, not for too long, because we want to enjoy fellowship and food, and but I feel the Lord has put a word on my heart for today. And we'll uh, put my iPad up the right way. Otherwise, it'll be upside down. <laughs> uh, we honestly love all of you, seasonal workers. We love all of you. We're so blessed that God put a lot of you just over the road at Murray Garden. Some of you on High Street, some of you in other places, but you choose to come here to worship the Lord with us, and we love it. And it's because it reminds me of what the book of Revelation talks about in uh, chapter 7, verses 9 to 12. I'm just going to read it for you. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude. That's all of you. <laughs> which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne. So cool you just sung literally about that. And before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Maybe just Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honour and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Honestly, having you in our church, those of you that come on a Sunday, and again, I extend the invitation to all of you. If you haven't got a place you're fellowshipping on a Sunday, I know there's many good churches in town. But we are right here at 9 o'clock every Sunday, and you are welcome. Even if you all come, we'll fit you in. Don't worry. You are all welcome. We have a big foyer, too, that we can open up and make it work. You're all welcome. Every Sunday, 9 o'clock, we are here. But there are four things I think every believer needs to live by that you help remind us of, and this scripture reminds us of it. The first one is this. Uh, the scripture starts with, After these things I looked and behold. Isn't it just wonderful sometimes to stop and just look and behold the beauty and glory of our God? To set aside time to do this. Corporately it's great, but even in your personal lives, having a time every day where you look and behold. See, our eyes must be open, looking always. And not just in the physical. I look and I see beautiful color. I see smiling faces. People rejoicing in the Lord. I see people up here. The Nevans sang their last song, the Christmas one. And this, I don't know if you saw, but there was some crying. Because it's emotional. You know, we live for God. And you guys are here away from your families, away from... And I'm sure when, particularly when times like Christmas come, when that's a real family time, and you're here... I just want to let you know I understand you're missing your husbands, your wives, your children, your families because you're here and they're there. I mean, particularly when my brother says his dad passed away, he's here and I'm sure they are there. And uh, we understand and we want to support you and comfort you. That's what the church does. Amen. We're together, a family. And so this is your home away from home. If you've been inside our church, you see the sign, welcome home. It's not just a slogan. We want you to feel welcome. We want you to feel loved. We want you to feel appreciated and valued and, and that we understand you. Yeah, our cultures are different. I'm very white and you're very dark. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we are one family in God. And you are loved. 
But look and behold, we've got to be looking in, not just in the physical, but in the spiritual as well. You know, behold means to see or observe. Like when you behold something, it's like, wow. And the meaning says, not just to see or observe, it goes on to say, someone or something especially of remarkable or impressive nature. How many of you think our God is remarkable? Our God is impressive? And you just stand there in his presence and go, wow, God, you've done all this for me. You are so, so good. Well, I like to wow at the word of God. Do you read your Bibles? I hope you do. Read your Bibles because it's remarkable. It's the word of God and it's alive. It's active. And we read this yesterday. I want to share you a personal testimony for me yesterday. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says this, But he, this is Jesus, to come. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And many of you will know this one. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. The word of God is remarkable. We looked up on this really cool app that Marion taught my wife about and my wife taught me about, and you can click on the words to see their meanings uh, in the concordance. And, and this is what healed means. When it says, by his stripes we are healed, so many beautiful meanings came up. Obviously to heal and make healthful, to heal of God, heal a physician of men. This one was incredible. And I believe this is a word for our, our nations of the world. I'm about to go to the Solomon Islands and I'm going to carry this word with me for the Solomons. But this is a word for Vanuatu. This is a word for Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, PNG. I'm not sure if there's people here from those places. This is a word from the Lord for you. Healed means this, of hurts of nations involving restored favour. God wants to restore his favor on your land. God wants to restore favor on your people. He wants to restore favor on you. That's what this healing means. So not just physical like heal my cut, Lord, or heal. The reason we were looking into this yesterday, um, I'm not sure if you islanders will know what gout is. Do you know the word gout? I'm just getting some nods. It's a form of arthritis, mainly can happen in your foot. It's very uncomfortable. This time, about 12 months ago, I had a really bad gout attack. I could barely walk. Those of you that can remember, I was hobbling around like a 90-year-old a man. I couldn't walk, and it was so painful. Well, in the last couple of days, it started to come again for the first time since then. I don't know why, but I think I do know why. I'm about to go to the Solomons. The enemy doesn't want me there saying good things about God, so he wanted to try and take me out. So yesterday morning, this is how, this last 24 hours, yesterday morning, I was in that same incredible pain. I could barely walk. It hurt so bad. But we prayed because we weren't satisfied with that. We thought, no, I'm not going to the Solomons walking like an old man. I'm not going to be hindered in what God wants to do through me. So Anita prayed and my kids prayed and, and we went to the pool because we had a youth breakup and the youth were swimming and Marion prayed and I think yeah, Ryan and Crystal from the Clifton um, were there and they prayed and we just prayed and we just refused to accept because last year when I had this it went on for about a month 
maybe three or four weeks. It was not nice. And I did not want to go through that while I'm away from my family and trying to do the Lord's work. Well, we prayed. Can I tell you, by the end of the day, it doesn't hurt at all. What lasted three or four weeks, God healed in an instant. It was a process across the day, but it happened. And, and we shouldn't doubt. We really shouldn't. I was saying things like this. Like, even if it does hurt, it's not going to stop me from what God's going to do through me. I was that determined not to let it hinder what I was doing. Well, God loved me so much that instead of making me persevere and give me the energy to get through it, he just took it away. Yay. Amen. Yay. That's why we looked into this scripture and we found that it involves nations. If you go down further, it says, of national hurts. I know a lot of your lands, uh, I'm still learning about your culture, but it's very tribal. Am I right? Tribal? Like there's this tribe and that tribe. Is it like that? I know that's like that in the Solomons. Is it like that in Vanuatu? Is it tribal? You, yes? Yeah, I'm getting a yes. Okay. Is it like that in Samoa? Tribes? Are you in tri No, it's different there. You're all one tribe. That makes it easy. No fighting. <laughs> But because of the tribal thing, there can be conflict, right? Disagreements, hurts. In church last Sunday, if you were here, I spoke about the fight against bitterness. It gets a hold of us. Because particularly when we're tribal, we want to defend our tribe. We don't want anything to come against our tribe. We're going to stand and we're going to defend and we'll fight and we'll whatever we have to do to uphold the name of our tribe. Am I right? That's what it's like. God wants to restore relationships in our nations so that his favour can be restored. We just looked at the meaning of healed. By his stripes we are healed. Healed of hurts of nations involving restored favour. For God to restore his favour on our land, we must first restore our relationships with our brothers and sisters. We need to let go of tribal, uh, I guess, commitment to our tribe. And have a commitment to Jesus that is far greater than that. Are you with me? Do you hear what I'm saying? It is more important to have your relationship strong with Jesus. He's the one who saves you. He's the one who provides for you. He's the one who heals us. Build your relationship with him and restore your relationship with your brothers and sisters. Some of you may have had fights with tribes that you still are going today. That you hold on to your anger. And you hold on to your bitterness. And it's like a chain that's captured you and you don't realise it. Because you think you're being proud about your tribe and I will stand up for my tribe. But bitterness is a chain and it stops the favour of the Lord activated in your life because you're holding on to hurt, anger, bitterness. God wants to uh, release people in this tent. And there's people online. I hope they can see me. I keep probably walking out of the camera. Sorry, people online. But God wants to restore us so that his favour can flow through us again at an even greater measure. For this to happen, we must let go of bitterness. We must let go of unforgiveness. Things that have happened in our life that have caused us to be angry to another. Today is the day where that needs to be dealt with. That chain needs to be broken in your life. And I promise you, I know, because the word of God says it, when we break the chain of bitterness in our lives, we are free from that burden. Jesus broke every chain. Do you believe that? He came to die on the cross to break every chain, and that includes the chain of bitterness.
What does he say on the cross when he's been battered, bruised, beaten? He says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Wow. If anyone has a right to be bitter and unforgiving, it's Jesus on the cross. But was he bitter? Did he not forgive? No, he forgave. How much more then? Because we're to be like Jesus. Do you believe that? We're meant to be like him. We're sinful, so we can't be we can't be perfect like him, but he is our example. And we are to live life like him. And I believe that as we let the chain, the bondage of bitterness and unforgiveness and the hurt from the past, whatever's happened, I don't know your story. But what I do know is that God wants to release you today from bitterness and unforgiveness so that his blessing can flow through you, your family, and your nation at such a greater level. Do you believe that today? Amen. Amen. So God wants to restore nations and literally bring healing to their lands. But restoring nations begins with restoring relationships. First, our relationship with God needs to be restored. And then secondly, between our brothers and our sisters. How can we be reconciled to God without being reconciled to our brother and sister? It's not one or the other. We need to have peace with one another first so that then we can have peace with God. We can't go around and say, yes, I'm good with God. I love God. But gee, that tribe over there, don't like them. (laughs) You can't live like that. You need to embrace forgiveness. Okay, so that's the first thing. God wants to... uh, Wants us to always remember to look and behold him. And when we do that, he'll help us to restore relationships. Here's the second thing from that scripture I read before. It says, after these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb. What I love about this is that it's all nations, not just Australians. Not just Nevans, not just Solomon Islanders or Samoans. It says, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues. Remember, here's the second thing, that all all people matter to God. Every single one of you. Every single one of you online. Everyone in that community that's wondering what's going on here today and they can hear my voice, you matter to God. Look around you. What do you see? I mean, look around. Look at the people around you. Person to your left, to your right, in front of you, behind you. What do you see? Every single person that you see matters to God. Whether you're living for Him or not, doesn't matter. You matter to Him. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew you before you were even formed. Wow. Does that not make you realize that you matter? You matter to Him. Before you were born, I sanctified you. He set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. This is God speaking to Jeremiah, but you know what? This is God speaking to the church today. Before you were born, he knew you. You matter. You have value. You have importance. No one can be you like you. There's so many lessons just in there. You could preach a month on that. You've just got to understand that you don't need to be like the person that you admire or that you think is special. Or You need to be you. Because God's given you talents, you abilities, you creativity, whatever he's given you, that's your gift. And you can only use it in that way because he's made you absolutely perfect in his eyes. He wants you to operate in the gifts 
that he's given you. Not to try and spend your whole life to be like someone else. Psalm 139 confirms this too, verses 13 to 18. You might have heard this before. For you formed my inward parts. This is God. He formed us. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You weren't just thrown together as a last minute idea. I don't care how your parents got together and what that story is. You are valued. It goes on to say that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. He saw you before you were you. That's so cool. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. We can't even count how much our God thinks about us. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. Who's been to the beach? I'm sure many of you live on the beach at home or you're close. There's a lot of sand, right? Who's ever tried to count the sand? No. Crazy. <laughs> You'll never be able to count the sand. Here's the next thing. All people matter to God. That's important for us to understand. The scripture goes on to say, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. See, you are in heaven with your palm trees. <laughs> and they're crying out with a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Here's the next thing. Remember to praise God in all things at all times. Who's ever had a tough time in their life? Come on, be honest. You might be having one right now. Or you've had one before. Who's never had a tough time? Oh. <laughs> I won't say you just put their hand up. Don't embarrass them. <laughs> if you've never had a tough time, I want what you're having. Wow. We all go through tough times. Here's the challenge. Praise God in all things at all times. I just love seeing you guys up here doing your items and whatever. Like I said, that last knee van song, and some of you are crying. You know, we've got someone who's lost their father, but they're up here praising God anyway. Oh, that's something, I don't know about you, that's encouraging to me. That's like, wow, they are going through a really tough time right now, and here they are still praising God. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. There's times when it is a sacrifice. You know, when someone passes away, the last thing you feel like is giving out and being all up in front of people and praising God. But it's a sacrifice. It's, it says, God, despite how I'm feeling, despite what's going on right now, my trust is in you. And I'm going to praise you in the morning. I'm going to praise you in the evening. I'm going to praise you in summer season, winter season. I know it gets cold here, but you still praise him, right? No, there's no, well, no one wants to praise him in winter from the islands. It's very cold here, but you still praise him. No matter what the season, good, bad, hot, cold, doesn't matter. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Does it say sometimes? Rejoice when you feel like it. Rejoice when... No, it says always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Not in some things. Not when you feel like it. At all times, praise the Lord. And the last point I have, and it's similar to the one we just we just 
covered, but all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honour and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Here's the fourth thing. Remember to worship God in every season. In every season. Praise Him at all times and worship Him in every season. We can worship Him with our physical posture. Psalm 95 verse 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. We can worship him with our life, Romans 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, it's the least we can do. Jesus gave his life for us. Present yourselves and worship him in every season. We can worship with reverence and awe. Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Amen? Amen. Let us be thankful. You know, you're up here and you're singing your songs and you let out these, yeah, or something. You do something. So when I say let us be thankful, that's when we should let that out. Can we try it one more time? Let us be thankful. Okay, that's okay. That's a, if there's a dial of zero to ten, that was probably about three. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to dial it up. Let's get to about seven. Ready? Let us be thankful. Okay, so we're at about seven. And now we're going to blow up the speakers and go to 11 out of 10. Okay, so let us be thankful. We need to be thankful because God is so good. The scripture says, let us be thankful. I caught you off guard then. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. That's the wow. God, you're so amazing. It goes on to say, God is a consuming fire. If you allow him, even today, in this moment, we're going to come to a close in just a minute. I'm going to get Anita to come and close our meeting. But in just a moment, if you allow God to move, he will consume you like a fire. Who's seen a fire? Nobody. Who's seen a fire? You cook on fire at home. Fire consumes. But see, when the Holy Spirit comes and consumes you, it's a good thing. It doesn't waste you away. It actually empowers you and strengthens you for everything that God wants you to do. We've got to remember to always look and behold. Our God is so amazing. Let's not miss the wonder of our great God because of the busyness of life. We've got to remember that all people matter. Uh, that song come into my head that I think you sung as to little kids like, Jesus loves the little children. Do you know what? All the children of the world. In a bunch of colors. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. All people matter to God. All people. I don't care what you look like, what you're dressed in, where you come from, what your culture is, you matter. We've got to remember to praise God at all times. And in all things, and worship God in every season. I'm going to ask Anita to come to close this morning. Give her a welcome. Give her a hand.